In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will gonna all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello, and welcome to the Sup Daily CoronaCast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And the CoronaCast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Hey, Brian, how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. Yeah? I was yours. Yeah. I mean, the weather was so nice here and I um, laid out, you know, I got like too, I drank too much on Saturday and was hungover all day yesterday, but you know, it was, it was pleasant. <laughs> it was pleasant. You know what? It actually felt like kind of like a real weekend because even though I didn't do that much, there was definitely like a, a jovial spirit outside mm-hmm. with cases declining where we are and yeah, it being I beautiful mean, out. You can, like, so they opened, like, where I am. There's only been the grocery store and the liquor store, which is, like, yay, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they also, this past weekend, opened up the pizza store, the pizza shop. I never the know what to store. call it. Pizza. <laughs> I never know what to call it. Oh, it's a pizza, is it a pizza place? I, whatever you want. Pizza, pizza, it's all of those things. They make and sell pizza there. <laughs> okay. And I had a slice of pizza, and the it pizza was fine. Depot. Yeah. I'm usually gluten free, and I've been gluten free for like oh wow nine yeah. years. I went to when I was in Spain this past winter. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to try and eat some bread and see what yeah. happens." And it didn't really bother me, and I feel fine this morning. Like maybe it's That's like tearing my insides apart, but yeah. I don't feel it. Terrific. Used to That's feel all it. that matters. That is <laughs> yeah. all that matters. I used to yeah. feel it, so we'll see how it goes for the rest of yeah. my life. Yeah, I heard. I, I heard have, that. I, uh, yeah, I heard that over the weekend there was some like drama on the Upper East Side because, you know, I saw that a lot of restaurants opened up for like curbside service, but I guess mm-hmm. people were just congregating outside bars and basically just putting the bars outside mm. and like really upsetting the whole neighborhood because there were just pictures of just like throngs of people. And this isn't yeah. like Gossip Girl Upper East Side. It's like frat party yeah. Upper East Side. Well, <laughs> I noticed, yeah, I had noticed like more, more people on social, like biking or like yeah. meeting up. But, like, I'm like, okay, are you social distancing? Like, are you guys wearing masks the whole time? So, I mean, I guess people are trying to, like, test the waters. But I don't know. Have we entered phase one? I don't know. Yeah, I know. Uh, Soon enough. All right. So today is Monday, May 18th, obviously. Just moments ago, the House of Representatives passed the HEROES Act. This is their uh, starting $3 trillion offer to continue repairing the economy, provide direct assistance to cash-strapped families. So these are those $1,200 payments that, according to the House of Representatives, uh, we should be getting again, bail out the Postal Service, and help states recover financially from the pandemic uh, to prepare for safe elections. I only recently, like, dug into why Donald Trump is so pissed off at the Postal Service, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. so disturbing. It's because he hates Amazon. And Jeff Bezos. Really? He is mad because he's mad at the Postal Service because they won't charge more for packages. He wants them to charge Amazon more for packages because he hates Jeff Bezos because Jeff Bezos also owns 
the Washington Post. So the United yes. States might lose its postal service because Donald Trump is mad at Jeff Bezos. I mean, Jeff Bezos could basically just create his own postal service anyways. And Don't just be like, fine. Jeff Bezos, fucking tax him. Yeah, I know. It's fucking crazy. It's interesting also that what unites us all is our hatred of Jeff Bezos. No, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Um, so neither Mitch McConnell nor the White House has been very charitable to this initial offer. Mitch McConnell won't stop talking about, he keeps calling it a liberal wish list. We've said this, but I noticed he also won't stop talking about how it includes support for marijuana businesses. I don't like, I think that people intentionally say marijuana over and over again, because it's a pretty, the history of the term is fairly racist. Um, its origins yes. are kind of unknown, but it's it's meant to like associate it with Mexico and with seedy behavior that they try to associate it with during the war on drugs and just forever mm-hmm. for as long as it's been around. I try to say cannabis mm-hmm. whenever I remember to. Um, but of course, mm-hmm. Mr. College is going around yelling about how there's all this support from marijuana in it. Um, but of course, these businesses yeah. are legitimate. Like cannabis is legal yes. in a lot of states, um, mm-hmm. medically legal and even more. They've been considered essential businesses, um, yes. but are having a really hard time accessing some of these small business loans. Obviously, cannabis businesses can have a hard time um, accessing Working with banks at all, banks are, are obviously um, a little a little unwilling to to work with them, and so they've had a harder time getting access to these loans. And obviously, you know, the cannabis business I'm talking about are probably not like the huge Silicon Valley ones with like bougie investors who they have that access mm-hmm. to that capital. But um, I think yeah, this would sort of support those more like their family businesses and those small storefronts. Um, they are critical to our nation's economy and our well being, mm-hmm. and they they need just as much help. Um, but yeah, Mitch McConnell just keeps running around saying it's a marijuana bill. Uh, um, one of my closest friends, actually, her and her husband run a cannabis like vape business. Oh, cool. And they just started a few weeks ago, or not a few weeks ago, like a few years ago. Yeah. And they're great. They're called Shade. Check them out. In California? <laughs> yeah, in Los Angeles. Discover yeah. Shade. There you go. Shout out to small businesses. (laughs) Yes, support small businesses. Also today, the World Health Organization is doing a postmortem on its pandemic response, which is maybe not the way we should refer to their debriefing in this particular scenario. Uh, We also learned that I was happy to read today that Representative Justin Mosh, a former Republican who left the party and was considering a third party run for president, has decided not to move forward with his campaign. Um, It looked like Mm. It was hard to tell who he would take votes from, probably both of them, but he's from Mich- Michigan, which is really concerning because that was obviously a really, really close uh, state for the presidential election and things could have gotten, you know, were Justin Amos to run and people like him in Michigan, he would have taken some votes from Joe Biden, but it was looking like not enough, like Joe Biden was still gonna gonna lead, but maybe just as much from Donald Trump, but I'm glad we don't have to think about it anymore. I guess he saw, yeah. I don't know why anyone wants to be president right now either. <laughs> like I withdraw my application. No thanks. No. Also, like, like it's it's like, why would you like? No one wants someone to, else to run at this point. It's like it would throw too much into like what we're dealing with. Like, we don't have the capacity as I feel like a country right now to mentally prepare for like anything else other than like what we're dealing with right now and the two people that might be president. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. 
Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. All right, so on Friday, President Trump fired the inspector general for the State Department. Um, so this comes after a series of high-profile watchdog ousters following Trump's impeachment, showing he is indeed exacting revenge on the oversight infrastructure that caught him red-handed. Terrifying. Um, you know, he basically will just fire anyone who, like, threatens him in any single way. Yeah. Um, Trump fired Michael Atkinson, the inspector general for the intelligence community, who is also the one who passed along the Ukraine whistleblower complaint to Congress. He also fired the watchdog for the Defense Department, who was overseeing how $2 trillion in corona uh, corona relief was being distributed. So he may be not, maybe uh, quite the essential person at this current time. Um, You know, because, and it's also just hilarious because these people we're just doing their jobs, like their exact specific jobs. Inspector generals are crucial for democracy. They monitor spending and activities for abuse, fraud, waste, and mismanagement, um, which are all of the things that, you know, (laughs) that they try (laughs) and do. AKA the real strengths of the Trump administration. (laughs) Yes, the four pillars of the Trump administration, abuse, fraud, waste, and mismanagement. Yeah. Um, you could also add like, uh, ignorance or corruption, ignorance. Yeah. Um, so now we are learning more about why specifically the state department inspector general was fired. So this, the employee, um, was an Obama appointee. His name is Stephen Linick. He was looking into whether secretary of state, Mike Pompeo made a staffer walk his dog, pick up his dry cleaning and make dinner reservations for uh, Pompeo and his wife, among other personal errands. Uh, so, guess who recommended that this inspector general look into being fired? The one who is inv- being investigated, Mike Pompeo. Um, so, this staffer is a political appointee who is serving as a staff assistant. Um, so, it's basically having the... Um, American taxpayers pay for Mike Pompeo's personal assistant. Yeah, I already I don't even want to pay Mike Pompeo. Now I got to pay for his his help. Yeah. Um, this isn't the first time that hackles have raised over Pompeo's pup. Do you see what I did there? I do. It's fun. I love that. <laughs> so 
<laughs> we appreciate it. Um, just last year, congressional Democrats also looked into another whistleblower claim that Pompeo had a security staffer pick up his dog from the groomers. I was very curious about this, so I wanted to just like learn more about this dog that's like living the life. His name is Sherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a five-year-old golden retriever. It looks like he makes frequent appearances on Pompeo's Twitter. And then, so I, I read that. I read an article. I was like, oh, he's always on the Twitter. So I went to Mike Pompeo's Twitter yesterday. Guess what Mike Pompeo did? He got a new puppy. You don't have enough time for the first puppy, but I guess like <laughs> you and I both want a, another dog. That would be yes. excellent, but I can't mm-hmm. pay my doggy mm-hmm. daycare with taxpayer money. Ridiculous. Read I know. The room, if, man. I, if I could, I know. If I could get another dog, I would, but it's just so much more money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's, a lot, it's, a, it's a lot easier to ask a friend to watch your one dog than it is to ask your friend to watch your two dogs. So you usually would have to pay for someone to watch them. Yeah. Anyways. I had so much dissonance looking at his Twitter because like the dog is like really, really cute. And like Mike Pompeo, like in the picture he does, he doesn't look like an evil murderer. He like looks like like a guy who's really excited. (laughs) He just got a new puppy and it's just like was really hard to look at (laughs) in a lot of ways. I know. Sherman, unfortunately, I think Sherman is a great name for a dog too. Yeah. He named his new one Mercer, which I think, I don't know if that, what the namesake was. Sherman is better. Who knows? Sherman is better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, so this time he, for that, he was using, um, his like security and, you know, diplomatic security is no joke. That's why our tax, a lot of our taxpayer money pays, pays for it. So like he usually is only supposed to have a detail when, I don't know if that's what you would call it in this situation, when he's, his detail is only supposed to do things for him when he is with them. Like they can Mm -hmm. drive him to go pick up his takeout, but they're not supposed to have to go get it like without him there, which they have had to do apparently also last year, like his wife is living the high life. She had her own detail, which is like unheard of um, because she wasn't really facing any threats. Like there's no reason for, for Mike Pompeo to like make security be with him all the time. Um, Apparently some of his agents Mm -hmm. took to calling themselves Uber eats with guns, uh, which in Texas is just Uber eats probably. Uh, so Pompeo, <laughs> Pompeo has also asked staffers to pick up his adult children from the train station, which I think they can figure it out. Again, take an Uber. Get like, or, or, get a fucking Uber. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Like if I like had, like if, if, if I was down for using taxpayer security to do things for me, I wouldn't have them pick up my adult kid. I'd have them do things for me. What would you have them do? What's like the top thing on your list where if you had like a mm-hmm. personal assistant, not work related, just life related? Oh my gosh. Um, like, I, I feel I like I would really have somebody manage my finances. Like I need one. <laughs> me too. I was trying to think of this too and all I oh, could come up with work things. Right. But if I could make somebody like just I, manage, yeah. I don't like looking at my finances. So if I could just have somebody else do it, like, which I know there are people I you have, can hire so, who are not, who are skilled in that, but. That's true. Yeah. Like I would like, I, it's like, I could be like, um, I could, I could like they have them clean, but I already have a maid who comes every two weeks and I wouldn't want someone to like be cleaning up after me as I like all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Definitely and I, I can, not. I also have, um, the dog walking app. Right. So if I ever need someone to walk, walk yeah, my dog. I'm also just, home all the time. So yeah. I can <gasps> walk the dog. I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't think I need a personal assistant. Yeah. It's not the Yet. issue. Yeah. I don't even mean like a financial manager. I mean like somebody who can look at my bank account and tell me if I have enough money to buy something because I don't yeah. like to do that. I like to just I know look over the like, can I get mystery this? and then find out, see if I yeah. get a text telling me no. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah. so this guy, the the um, 
State Department Inspector General Linick, his removal actually drew ire from both sides of the aisle, mainly because of how the president justified it. He has justified all of these ousters by saying that he has just lost confidence in, in these people's ability to like serve him um, because they do their jobs by saying like, hey, I think that you're wasting taxpayer money or extorting uh, other nations for political gain. ETC. Uh, Senator Chuck Grassley, a Republican from Iowa, he co-chairs the Whistleblower Protection Caucus, said that you got to give us an actual reason for the removal and that saying, quote, a general lack of confidence is simply not sufficient. Mitt Romney tweeted that the firings of multiple inspector generals is unprecedented. Doing so without good cause chills the independence essential to their purpose, uh, adding that it's a threat to accountable democracy and a fissure in the constitutional balance of power. So, I mean, yeah, it's terrifying. These these people's jobs is to let, is oversight, is to make sure things are going how they're supposed to be going and that they're spending our money how Congress allocated and appropriately. And, like, this just – it's just shocking that the president even has the authority to, like, do this unilaterally. Um, but that's sort of the point of Trump's all presidency is, is really testing what he can do unilaterally. Um, but now it might kind of backfire because Congress is going to investigate the removal – so now they're asking the Trump administration to like turn over all these records and documents about it. I would love to learn more about like the Pompeo's like big extravagances and what they're doing. Um, the point of, yeah, mm -hmm. the point of the inspector general is they have to be able to do their job without fear of retribution. And that's not the case. Like you fired three for literally doing their job. Um, when this is what the president mm -hmm. chooses to focus on with 88,000 Americans dead. Crazy. It's pretty shocking. Crazy. It's crazy also that Mike Pompeo had, didn't learn from that other family. Which one was yeah. it? Yeah. Was it the Mulvaney's? No, it wasn't, it wasn't the Mulvaney's. It was the... Um, the Mnuchin's. The Mnuchin's. The Mnuchin's like, had we, this, yeah. And then like governors and their wives have had this issue. It's weird. But, you know, it, there's something gratifying. Like, don't, just don't spend... Yeah. yeah. What's interesting, though, is that I feel like this behavior is often associated with like a way to bring down public women like oh she made me do all like personal tasks don't you feel like that's usually like a thing you hear about like miranda Priestley's of the world so it's just kind of fun to have it inverted and it's uh -huh. like Mike pompeo is like having people pick up his dry cleaning and, and walk his bring his dog to the groomers that's why i wanted to look up what kind of dog it was i was like is it some sort of poodle that like had to go to the groomers and it's just a lab i know they have to be groomed but like it doesn't seem urgent man not not as often and yeah, yeah. sherman and mercer living the life yeah, um, I bet you he ends up blaming his wife if it comes out. Like For that sure. one congressman. Yes, exactly. So, in other family member news, um, Eric <laughs> Trump was on Fox News this weekend, and he suggested Democrats are just, quote, milking coronavirus so that his dad can no longer hold rallies. He also said... We should all expect the pandemic to, quote, magically all of a sudden go away and disappear as soon as the election is over. So let's listen to that clip. They think they're taking away Donald Trump's greatest tool, which is being able to go into an arena and fill it with 50,000 people every single time. Right. So they, they will. And you watch. They'll milk it every single day between now and November 3rd. And guess what? After November 3rd, coronavirus will magically all of a sudden go away and disappear and everybody will be able to reopen they're trying to deprive him of, of, of his, his greatest asset, um, which is the fact that the American people love him, the fact that he's relatable, the fact that he can go out there and draw massive crowds. Joe Biden can't get 10 people in a room. My father's getting 50,000 in a room. And they want to do everything they can to stop it. 
Wow. Um, That would be great if it disappears. mm -hmm. I hope it does. Yeah, kind of how the migrant caravan disappeared after the 2018 midterm elections. This too will disappear. Yes, exactly. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's just really frustrating. You know, someone tweeted a picture of the Fox newsroom today of the offices. They're not fucking there. Yeah, yeah. They're, and they, yet they are going, Fox News is pushing this and allowing their guests to say shit like this that is enti- that is pushing people to put themselves in danger and potentially die. It is right. unbelievable that this is still happening after 88,000 people have died. Yeah. And like, it's the president's son saying it. It's wild. It's wild. Just this past weekend, there was this CNN reporter covering a protest in Suffolk County, Long Island. And they were attacking him. They were coming up close to him, like yelling in his face, calling yeah. him big news, like trying to like protesting the stay at home order. They're all getting each other and they're all calling him fake. Like, 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 and it's all coming from Fox news yeah. and this administration. And they're and it's all really- like, it's vitriol. It's all awful, deadly vitriol. I know. And it's really bad because now we're at the point where, you know, it's not just that people like want to, it's not just that people are dying to leave their homes and that's the real thing. Of of course they are. But now we're at the point where now that's not the only thing motivating to leave. They want to be like on Trump's team on that like defiant shithead like attitude. They want to be part of that. So now it's like maybe if you're just sitting around at home and you're like, oh, I'm not sure I'm kind of okay with this. But then you see the Trumps on TV and you're like, you know what? It's actually in order, in order for me to be a good Trump supporter, I have to be out there. And then you just risk everybody's life. So it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, just be quiet. Even if you're not going to fucking wear a mask and you're not going to say, please, 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 please don't go out. Just be quiet. Because now it's just like part of being, now it's just like part of the Trump campaign is to, is to go outside and gather and murder each other. Yep. Also. Yeah. Like exactly. It's like, stop covering these fucking protests. Totally. As much as you're covering them. Yeah, it's true. I think about that a bit too, because like, Every time I read about the protests, I also read, it's like, to be clear, this is still a very small percentage of the people. Yes. And it's important to get that across, too. And, and a majority of people yeah. would rather these these stay, um, these stay-at-home orders stay as long as, you know, they ensure our safety. And it is the same exact thing that happened in the lead-up to the 2016 election with... The giving all these fucking crazy wahoos, like AKA the Trumps, <laughs> all of this f- free press yep. and attention to make it seem like they are legitimate people or legitimate, legitimate, like, a- like ideas. And like, it's, it's just really frustrating to see that, you know, it doesn't seem to be sinking in that they're contributing to the problem. It's true. It's, it's uh, because they're just doing it all over again. Yeah, because it's not just Trump egging on these protesters. It's because they see it on the news and they're like, okay, this is a thing. I identify with that group of people. That's my tribe. Mm -hmm. So I guess I have to be out there too. And it's like, if you're going to cover this, you should have been covering every single, you know, protest with the exact amount of attention and fervor of this size or larger. For sure. Yeah. Across the country, there are like socially distant protests about all sorts of issues that are are timely and urgent people are getting out there, but they're doing it mm-hmm. certainly more, more safely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until the end of COVID-19, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And this has been the Betches Up Daily Corona Cast.
The Betcha Sup Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.